Welcome back. It's gone 14 after 7. This is Breakfast on 91.3 FM. Now, the Department of Basic Education announced that schools would uh, reopen on the 15th of February. This is in response to the increasing number of COVID-19 infections and deaths in the country. It announced that pupils in jail that public schools will now return to the classroom on, 5th, on the 15th of Feb and not the 27th of January as initially sh- uh, scheduled. Now, uh, teachers, unions, parents and experts have raised concerns about children heading back to school while the country battled to contain a second wave of COVID-19 infections. Uh, we extended an interview to Abdul Karim Matthews from Hashtag uh, Save Our Children. We're trying to establish that link with him. But in the meantime, we want to continue the conversation around this announcement made last week regarding the reopening of schools. So we thought it would also be very fitting to chat to Vanessa LaRue from Parents Against Reopening of Schools. Uh, Vanessa, good morning. Thank you so much for your time on Breakfast 91.3 FM. There was a lot of speculation in terms, especially once the president had made the announcement for us to move down or into lockdown level three. There was speculation with regards to whether or not the schools would be affected as well. Many people raised concerns, especially those about those who needed to start the schooling career in grade one and those, of course, who needed to do matric this year. But irrespective, every other learner is affected as well. What is your take on the postponement? Good morning, Gulam, and good morning to your listeners. Um, I think there shouldn't be a, a time attached to the safety of our children. Um, um, we are partially um, happy that at least they considered us, uh, but if if by the 15th, if, if the infections is still on the rising, we, we must postpone again because, um, and, and we're not saying keep uh, schools closed completely. What we are saying is, let's find alternative ways to let education go ahead without putting the lives of our children in danger. Because at the end of the day, that education doesn't help a deaf child. That education doesn't help a deaf teacher. And we have lost so many teachers. I can't believe that unions are so silent over them in this. During this, this this holiday period, every day we lost two to, two to three teachers, and it didn't stop yet. So the, we we expected the WCED to fight uh, the DBE on this one because they are speaking on behalf of rich children. They are speaking on behalf of, of private schools and independent schools. Poor schools that were struggling, and we were there last year, Gulam. We saw what children went through. We saw what teachers went through. Everything, the the, the, the rosy picture that WCED tried to portray here is a total lie. What they didn't tell the public, by the, sec- by the 2nd of January, they issued a statement where they say, in one of the tabloids, where they say, uh, 78 um, staff members succumbed to the virus, 56 of them is teachers. That was the 2nd of January already. Now they're still standing on 50. And they said 573 teachers are still battling with the virus. So they must be honest. This is a time where we as the public needs honesty. What they didn't tell the public is that on the 8th of December, in the legislature, they've announced 
for for the academic year 2021, 24,000 learners haven't been placed. Can you imagine that type of chaos that we are sending our children into? Not only our children, but our parents, because by the 15th, long queues are going to stand to see if there's placement or if if their children can be placed. And okay. that's going to be a super spirit as well. Okay. So um, let us just take a few steps back quickly. Um, uh, Vanessa, you mentioned um, uh, the alternative measures that should be put in place. You know, should the lockdown extend the... Um, opening of the schools as well you mentioned that should the 15th of february come and they say nope we're not going to open up the schools there should be alternative measures in place let's look uh, very quickly at what those alternative measures you would suggest they uh, consider Kuram, this is something that we've suggested since last year and if the political war was there this virus just didn't <coughs> it just didn't hit us but it also showed us as a country the deep inequalities that it is they should have taken the time because we don't know the western cape is talking about a third and a fourth wave we don't know for how long it's still going to be with us so they should have t- they should have taken the time to to really um, tighten the gap between the rich and poor. They should have taken, I mean, if, if higher education could provide their the students with data, why didn't the, the DBE look at alternatives like that, like distant learning? But now it will mean that they really have to put effort into poorer schools, there needs to be intervention, and it can work because it has have worked for, for, for rich children. It has worked for private schools. They you know went what, Vanessa, on as if nothing happened. I really, I really hope that, you know, whether it is with you, whether it is with anybody or any other activist, education activist, I wish that we can, we can, we will reach a point, you know, where we are not, where we don't speak about the rich learners anymore or the affluent communities. I, I just wish that we could look at it, that all learners could treat it fairly. Yeah, and as a child, you know. Every child deserves a fair shot in life. Each and every child deserves to be treated as equal. in front of the law, and especially if we are talking about education, we didn't move to that point yet, and we should have used this opportunity to do just that. Now, you also mentioned about the schools opening up on the 15th, and that you were afraid that this could be considered a super spreader, especially on the first day, because a lot of children hasn't been placed. What did you say? What was that number? 24,000, more than 24,000. And this is not something that I'm saying or any other activist. It's standing in their annual report. That's what the WCED reported to the to the legislature. Yeah. There was People should really go and see what the AG reports say on the mismanagement of funds. Um, in terms of PPEs, what this, what the WCDED is not saying to the DBE is that those PPEs were a once-off. So whatever happens after that, whether a, a poor school that couldn't fund the race for nine months can buy his own PPEs or not, it's not their problem. It's a once-off provider. That, that's all the stuff that parents don't know. So what's happening to a child that lost that money? And a poor child that mother that mother can't afford another mask. You are exposed. You're not exposing just you. You're exposing other children. You're exposing the teacher, and you're exposing the community ultimately. So, so 
The WCD are doing everything in their power to be dishonest to the public. And as government, we, we, we are at a stage where we are traumatized communities right. because each and every morning we hear about this. Mm. We can't have this type of dishonesty in okay. a time like this. I'm going to give uh, the WCD an opportunity as well to respond um, uh, perhaps later on in the show or tomorrow morning because obviously they're not here to um, yeah. respond to, to some of the allegations that you are um, putting forward as well. But with that said, I mean, I can understand your concern. I mean, as parents against the opening of schools, Vanessa LaRue, you know, I've got about two minutes or so before I need to wrap it up. We know that teachers will still be required uh, come the 25th for them to go back. It's going to get into a staggered approach where learners are going to get back to school. Um, and again, you know, I look at myself as a parent as well who's got somebody in the tick. Uh, I would like to see her, you know, being uh, being able to go to school, being able to learn as much as she can, she can because her, her whole future technically depends on this. So we need to find a way to work around this, right? You've raised your concerns with regards to the opening of schools. We still have the 25th come. Teachers are still going to be there. Would you then advise those 24,000 learners? I know the number sh- sounds very high, but I mean, it's obviously throughout the Western Cape. Yeah. But you know what is, what is my concern at this point? And this is not something new, Gulam. We are, we are battling with this each and every year. You can go to Mitchell's Plain. You can go to the Happy Valley. You can go to any other community in this province where children haven't been in school for a year. If there's no placement, they keep on... Parents keep on going to district offices, and it gets to a point where where they just don't care anymore. So children are, are I'm, I'm confused because there's a contradiction in the attitude each and every year about children that's not being placed, and now they are forcing these children. I'm concerned that those 24,000 children are not going to be placed. Okay, so what I'm going to do is... the majority of them are not going to be placed. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to try and get uh, perhaps a burning issue or perhaps a full hour of breakfast or something that we can do and we can uh, delve into it. But I mean, you and I can't have this discussion alone. We need to have every other role player to come along. The 24th of of, of January, we're still seeing learners, um, or at least some educators going back to school from the 24th already. We're hoping that by then uh, there would be a clear indication and a streamline of processes that would be able to assist the opening of schools the 15th of February. But let's leave it at that. Vanessa LaRue, Parents Against the Opening of Schools. I appreciate your time this morning on Breakfast 91.3 FM. It's gone 25 minutes after the hour of uh, 7 o'clock. We're going to get into some traffic and some commercials and then thereafter we continue with Breakfast right here. 91.3 FM as we welcome your comments on 0829 That's a very nice idea that you came up with there. Sheikh Riyad mentioned about them. Um, this is now Another one, 8691. Sheikh Riyad mentioned about the male um, hustling female Mayats. Uh, Mayats, how did the undertakers respond to this? And can a call go out for massage to assist in training females, especially when COVID-19 genazas are on the rise? Uh, 8691, I don't particularly particularly remember this part, uh, but let me find out and then we can um, discuss that as well. 25 after 7, we continue after this.